Hey guys, this is Ian K. Lauren, and you are now getting off at the Paris station. And while we're here, why I got you, I'm going to talk about some upcoming projects that are coming up in TV and movies, which I'm like mad excited about, which I'd like to share my thoughts on that. So sit back and enjoy this little time in the Paris station. Now, first, I'm going to talk about Disney's Cruella, starring Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Kirby Harold Baptiste, and Mark Strong. And this is a prequel set in 1960s London, the era of the British Invasion, Twiggy, and also British groups like Small Faces, The Who, The Rolling Stones, and The Beatles. And it was definitely a youth culture going on at that certain time in history, actually. So, I mean... And the fashion of the time, because Cruella is set in the fashion world of the 60s, so... And there's people like Marl Jean Shrimpton and Twiggy. And also models like Patty Boyd, who was the wife of George Harrison, who gained international fame also at the time, so... And there are shows like Ready, Steady, Go! and Hullabaloo and swing 60s shows at the time. And especially if you ever seen like any young kids still rocking the Union Jack flag, that kind of came from the whole 60s vibe, the swing 60s. So to put that in perspective for you here. And you also had TV series such as BBC's The Avengers. Not the Marvel Comics team, kids. Just let you know. And, um, and also movies like Michael Caine's Alfie, which also inspired shows like, let's see, Batman 66 and movies like the Austin Powers series, such as Austin Powers' Math Mystery and Austin Powers' Goldfinger and Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. But the whole concept of the Swing Sisties was just such an amazing time. And also inspired one of my favorite bands growing up. This British band called the Style Council with Paul Weller and Mick Talbot. Because they use a lot of 1960s type imagery in their stuff really. So, which kind of inspired how they did. So the Swing Sixties is probably like one of those really great times in like pop culture history. Probably in, in world history if you think about it. So... So they're actually saying Cruella during this time is pretty amazing, you know. And since it's like Disney and it's kind of in the style of like Disney's Maleficent, actually, it's a kind of a dark 1960s London. So I mean, in that fashion, it's kind of done in like, I call it like a kind of semi-steampunk type of style, really, because I love the visuals of it. It's like, the visuals are amazing. And I'm actually excited just for that. And, like, I'm such a mark for Emma Stone. I mean, you know, no one because I think she's a really cool actress. And, two, she resembles some chick I met out with literally, like, a year ago at this New Year's party at this bar. So, she looks like this girl I met out with. So, I always have a certain kind of, like, crush for Emma Stone a bit. And Emma Thompson is just awesome as hell. I mean, because she's Emma fucking Thompson. I mean, you know. 
Jimmy and Mark Strong. Some of you guys might know him from like Dr. Savannah in Shazam or like the really ill-fitted Green Lantern movie as Sinestro, kind of near the end of Green Lantern kind of so and he played in that so that's going to be interesting there because I'm excited about that because of the visuals and kind of the backstory of her being like in 1960s London and how she comes to like kind of hate like dogs and especially like Dalmatians and it's saying that it's going to be in theaters I mean I'm wondering which theaters are going to like show it now because there's only like few that's actually left especially not in Los Angeles I mean Quinn Tarantino's bringing back like his like theater of Beverly which is going to be awesome you know and there are a few AMC theaters still open but the Serrano Dome is closed which is like that's fucking heartbreaking because number two I've actually gone to see a lot of movies there and um between you and me I actually used to sleep back there in the furnace, like, while I was homeless on the streets, like, a lot of years ago. I mean, so, so I'm very familiar with the Serrano in many ways. So, but that was definitely a younger time in my life, I guess. So, but I'm just looking for, like, personally, like, the movie seems to be, like, an A for me, just because of the visuals and Emma Stone and the storyline, which is, Really fascinating, and also because I was a huge fan of Maleficent, actually. And the prequel story is pretty cool. Like, I was looking on YouTube, and one guy was asking, like, is this going to become, like, a franchise like Maleficent kind of is? And I'm hoping not. I mean, I hope it doesn't come to that, really, for, like, the Cruella character. I mean, even though her hair has always been the bomb... I mean, it's always been, like, iconic and epic, you know. But her as, like, some form of, like, good guy person. I don't know. I guess the writing has to depend on that. But I personally don't fucking see it. But, you know what? That's just me. Now, one series I'm looking forward to seeing, I've always seen some ads for it, is this girl buddy comedy called Hacks with Gene Smart. And Hannah Einbinder, I hope I'm saying that right, so. And Gene Smart is playing, like, this old-school female stand-up. I mean, it's essentially a female buddy comedy where the old and young woman, you know, bind together, they come of age together, and they learn from each other while snapping and making jokes at each other's spence and kind of, like, heckling each other a little bit, you know. But the fun thing is, like, Gene Smart is playing, like, in my opinion, this old 1980s female stand-up, like names like Elaine Boozler, Joan Rivers, Carol Leifer, Kathy Labman, you know, Susie Essman, who you might know from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Kind of like those old school, like, late 70s, 1980s, like, female stand-ups, actually. So, I mean, she's kind of like that template type, like, almost near Phyllis Diller level, kind of, you know. Which is kind of interesting because, and his thing is like, I love, love, love Gene Smart. I mean, so, I am a huge fan of her from like, Design Women, to Watchmen, to anything she does, I'm fucking there for Gene Smart. But, the only problem I have right now, is, she should have not been cast in this role, okay? 
And I love being smart, but like, the perfect woman who should have done this role, in my mind, should have been fucking Kathy Griffin, okay? If anyone is like the archetype that Gene Smart is playing here, it's Kathy Griffin, okay? I mean, she's like that old, old, she's like, Kathy Griffin is like the last of a dying breed of like female stand-ups, actually, you know, who are from that time that Gene Smart's character is from. So, I think it's kind of like interesting and mind-boggling that they didn't cast her or she wasn't even considered for this role. I mean, you know, I think Kathy Griffin would give it like a lot more gravitas of actually being like a real female stand-up woman stand-up like in real life and being one for over like in her case like what 30 like 25 years I guess for Kathy Griffin you know and honestly she probably would know like the idea of like and mind you I'm a stand-up nerd okay so when sorry when I was younger and so now like I was a stand-up nerd like I love like how comedians would like create their jokes and create their sets and how they would set up and create a joke like the setup, the punchline, everything else, you know, the reason of, like, how they create jokes, that process always kind of fascinated me, actually, you know. I didn't try to do a little stand-up, like, a few years ago, but then, like, there wasn't that many open mics as I liked, though, and I didn't really have a set yet. But I did, like, maybe, like, one show in front of, like, the bartender, you know, the night, but either or. Let's say, because Hacks looks like something that would be, like, fun to watch. I'm wondering, I might see if it's, like, on now. I'm not sure yet, so, because I really haven't searched for it yet. So, I mean, I do want to see Hacks. That's going to be interesting. I still think, like, Kathy Griffin should have been casting that instead of Gene Smart. So, I mean, that's the only critique I'll say about it now. I'll probably check out a couple episodes just to give it a try, though. And I might do another, like, parasitation based on those episodes I saw. So, there you go. Now, I finally want to talk about the upcoming Season 2 of HBO's Black Lace sketch show with Robin Thede. And between you and me, I'm not going to say I'm a stand for Robin Thede. I know of him a little bit of her old BT show called The Rundown with Robin Thede. And also... I just found out she was a head writer for this show I never watched called The Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore. And, you know, side note, I like Larry Wilmore fine. He's, I think he's a great writer. But in my opinion, late night talk shows don't click with him. Because in late night talk shows, you have to have a certain, like, presence like that's very, like, intangible and a little, like, off-kilter for late night, you know? That is my personal opinion when I come to a late night host, kind of, you know. And that can go from, like, the most recently departed Lily Singh to Amber Ruffin, who's still on, to bland guys like Jimmy Fallon and also Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, so you have to have a certain genesis qua for the genre of late night, kind of, you know what I mean? But, like I said, I've always liked the sketches I've seen online of, like, black women sketch show, like a sketch show actually, I've always liked the stuff like courtroom kiki with like all black women in the courtroom, like to the judge, to the jury, to the stenographer, to the two lawyers, prosecution and defense, I mean, I always thought that was a bad skit, 
And they also did, like, this really cute, like, hip-hop take on Romeo and Juliet from, like, the guy from Everybody Hates Chris and one of their female cast members. I mean, and I'm not because it's, like, an all-female sketch show, which definitely, you know. And let's, between you and me, for anyone who's listening, I don't know if you are or not, you know. Let's just be real. Like, black women in sketch comedy, it's, like, point zero 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 two percent in sketch comedy. You know what I mean? There's only been, like, a couple of people who stuck out, like, who are black women. I mean, of course, you know Leslie Jones from SNL. You also know, like, Deborah Wilson from Matt TV and so forth. And even some old, old school, like, obscure people like the Nietzsche Vance from old school A's SNL and so forth. And also, you can also have, like, Takiya Crystal Kima from In Living Color and a few people like that. But black women... In sketch comedy overall, no matter who's running the show, it's very, very, very minimal, you know. And one thing I do respect about the Black Lady Sketch Show, it actually elevates the game for, like, black women to do more sketch comedy. And I'm a personal fan of the show because, like, all the um, sketches are, like, diverse, actually. They're, like, really diverse, and they're not just, like, pigeonholed because there's always, like, different facets of the experience, you know what I mean? That's one thing I respect about the show. Like, you know, some stuff, like, doesn't connect to me. Some stuff does. You know, it just kind of depends on, like, what mood I'm in and what I'm watching. You know what I mean? When it comes to, like, the Black Lady Sketch Show. But I am looking forward to season two. And, like, Robin Thede's, like, a really great comedic actress, which I... I mean, I like what she does. I like some of the characters that she has, actually, you know. So, I mean, I'm actually down for it, and I'm looking forward to that. I mean, so, I mean, and that's really it, because I didn't like her personal partners or, like, other people, like, in her show. I like what they do. I like their work, too. So, I want to say, just to wrap on this, I mean, that's one thing I'm kind of excited for. It's like the Black Lady Sketch Show. I mean, you could leave a message, like, on a voicemail, I think. Or you could, like, email me at, like, ianlauren1973 at gmx.com. That's I-A-N-L-O-R-E-N-1973 at gmx.com. And tell me, like, what shows are you looking forward to coming back or what shows are you watching right now? Because I love to know. I love to hear from you. If anybody's listening, you know, this is Ian K. Lauren. And you are now leaving the Paris station.